0: No! I must not look at them! I must not! But even as I say that... So cute! Don't <laughs> give up yet! <laughs> nah, Nabuchin! Yes, we meet
1: again, Space Butler. But who would have thought that this time it would be I who saved you? And now it's time for some
0: Nabapo Punching! No, it's no you! Yeah! I'm a mushroom cloud lay my you.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh. Come and get me, you evil dapperware motherfu- huh? motherfuck! <laughs> it's so good after all!
0: Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their thirties talk about Japanese anime. Welcome back, folks. My name is Space Butler, Andrew, and with me
2: is Bill, a mushroom cloud dropping mofo, mofo's.
0: <laughs> yes, and also with us, Josh. Achoo. Terrifyingly cute. <gasps> Wow! Welcome back. This is uh, episode two. two. Episode wow.
1: two. You, you, you know, and if you're t- tuning in after episode one and at episode zero, good job for hanging in there, folks. Yeah, good job. We love.
2: You. Or bad job on taste.
0: Maybe
1: six of one, half a dozen of the of the other. You know,
0: we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Uh, so we are here, ready for another episode of Excel Saga, the quack experimental anime. Yeah, Excel Saga. Oh my god,
1: is this something else?
0: An episode that bill has watched many times too many times
2: so many times
1: Dude, what did i tell you about locking him in his office duct taping him to his chair and just putting the episode on repeat you're not supposed to do that again well i
0: really like a clockwork orange i i really wanted to try it out and see if you know we could maybe inspire some ultra violence
1: no what did i tell you
0: We, we are not
1: gonna emulate clockwork orange ever ever again you are not stanley kubrick he is not Malcolm McDowell. You cannot do this shit anymore, Andrew. I'm, Seriously.
0: I'm sorry. I, God. I'm sorry. But and that, I'm supposed to be the uber fan here. You are. But, you know. God, I'm the reasonable one? I think you are. Um, <laughs> holy fuck. But, uh, yeah, no, Bill watched this episode a lot. It's, uh, it's Bill's week to give us the recap.
2: Yeah. I'm looking is. forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, too, because it's behind me. Oh.
0: oh. So sad. In, sad. in all
2: honesty, I wondered how we were going to get. An hour-ish podcast out of each half-an-hour episode. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize you'd pick an anime where the main character talks 500 miles an hour, and unpacking that bullshit was going to take an hour, at least.
1: Hey, you gotta say, though, that is some hellaciously good skill as a voice actress. Oh, yeah. With that insane... Speed. I mean,
0: can you imagine how many takes like her her oh stuff would have taken?
1: God, I just dabble in in voice acting, and I couldn't even do that. I'd call it that. Uh, it's fair enough. I'm an amateur voice actor. I don't get paid for it. I, I'm an amateur actor. I rarely have gotten paid for acting.
0: Lives of the sad and depressing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that I have a child. It's. It is amazing. Yeah, it, I, I was amazed. <laughs> Pass the test and everything. Oh, Lord. Let's move on to some banter, please. Some, banter. some, some anime banter, shall we? Uh, who's got something to talk about?
1: Well, you know, I mean, it's not strictly 100% anime, but I think it's pretty much in the field of, uh, of 99% of anime fans. I've kind of got a theory on anime fans that if you're an anime fan of any level you're going to like a Final Fantasy game. It doesn't have to be every Final Fantasy in the series. It it doesn't have to be one through gajillion 8.2. Hey, now' it's not know. that
2: many. You really went all a limb on that one, didn't
1: you? Yeah, I really did. <laughs>
2: wow. <laughs> Anime <laughs> fans like Japanese role-playing games. <laughs> Shocked. Well, well. <laughs> no shit.
1: But, considering Final Fantasy is that quintessential JRPG game, I think you know, most anime fans are gonna be like, Yeah, I love this Final Fantasy insert uh title here.
2: So so what your thesis really is, is that most anime fans like the biggest, best, most well known JRPG.
1: And there's a reason for that as well. Why it's a the biggest, the best, the most well-known series, it's probably because they got a shit ton of big old fans that love it and have helped build it up over the years.
0: I'd like to apologize for all of our overweight fans for Josh's insensitive comments. Oh, I was going to say the same thing, actually.
1: <laughs> you know, I wasn't even talking about weight there. Just, you know...
0: Big, big... ass fans. No, all right, so... no, I said
1: big L. Like 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 a southern guy, you know, a big old uh, big old fan of anime.
0: Not any better. <laughs> don't use that accent again. So tell me about this. Uh, well, this interesting connection with Final Fantasy. All right, Final Fantasy cast. Well,
1: <laughs> the winner of the Miss Universe pageant, A Pia Wurtzbach, had admitted that she was, was she, a. Was she American? I do not think she was American. Okay, I, I thought that
0: name really screamed American to me.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I. I We're don't, a
0: melting pot, damn it. That's true. That's true. That's true. true. Alright. That's true. Which one is she? Is she the one that looks like Quistus in there? No. Oh, she's not Quistus. She's no, the one next No, he's to Quistus, looking so. at the, okay, Ooh. he's looking at the picture here. Yeah,
1: yeah. You better a, show it to Bill. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. Bill loves him some Quistus. She admitted to being a huge geek when it came to Final Fantasy. Square Enix actually went and made some comments uh, through Femimitsu and a Wired Magazine about showing her stuff about Final Fantasy. And they so they sent out a, tw- a Twitter post to her, which said, and I quote, We hear you're a Final Fantasy fan. If you want, want to come to our big Final Fantasy 15 event in March, let us know. To which uh, Miss uh, Wurtzbach responded, OMG, I just died! Phoenix down, please! <laughs> they kind of banter back and forth, yeah, you know, using various Final Fantasy quotes, where they're like, oh no, we're going to cast life from, from Square Enix. And then, you know, she even makes a comment of, you know what, I'm going to cast Reflect on my haters because I like Final Fantasy. Boom, there we go. It, it's a nice thing to see that even Miss Universe pageant winner you know, where a lot of people would probably look down at it because, you know, it's vain and self-centered, you know, people don't care for stuff like that, especially maybe in our circles, that someone like that's out to say, you know what, I love this shit too.
0: Yeah, no, it's kind of nice. It's it's nice to have people from different worlds uh, supporting, you know, different geekdoms. You know, we saw that with Ronda Rousey. You know, I I think back to the last WrestleMania uh, and, and seeing her, just seeing her in the... Uh, in the, uh, it's the, over 9,000 t The Vegeta t-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah, which was yeah. fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not going to lie, I had a nerd boner when I when I saw that, because I was also the first time I ever saw Ronda Rousey, because
2: I don't watch MMA. She I, got you uh, a Rousey, didn't she?
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, God.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: that, the reason she's pretty is because she makes her living making other girls not pretty.
1: Until she lost that one match.
2: Yeah, well, you know, you're going to lose one, one, one match. One sure. Yeah, but still. It's bound to happen. Are, are you yeah, saying her face is ruined now because of that one match? Well, she went into a match as a submission
1: expert trying to go into a striking fight and got her ass kicked. That's eh, it's just bad choices. I
2: mean, we're going to put this on the internet and she's going to find you. She's going to kick your ass. It'll be great.
1: I don't think I'll complain too much. It's not the first time I've had a woman beat me up.
0: Anywho, uh, Bill, oh. I hear you have some some news. Or something. I have...
2: The most important news we've had on the show yet. Really? Wow. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Two, technically no, three
0: episodes in, and we have the most important news. Well, that's uh, why it's the most important news yet.
2: Okay, got, got it, got it. And also not directly anime related. Okay. Okay. But I think every anime fan, along with most human beings with any shred of taste, mm-hmm. are a fan of Ghostbusters.
0: Okay, oh, yeah. fair enough. Okay. I think it's a fair assessment. We know there's
2: a Ghostbusters reboot coming out yes. with all female cast. Yes. If you're on the fence about it, okay. The return of Ghostbusters also means the return of Ecto Cooler. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah it's I coming back. the story today. Oh my god!
0: That in itself, I I've, I've got to go. We we I, no, gotta, I no, gotta I gotta no, go, I gotta no, go pick no, up some Ecto Cooler. Andrew, um, Andrew, Andrew, and, no, 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 I did it! No, I did no, it in no, my life! No, no, no. <gasps>
2: Oh! I oh! just showed Andrew a picture of oh! Ecto Cooler. Look, it's so pretty. The, the is, can, it's can form seen now? Ecto Cooler. Wow.
1: God, it's been,
2: what, 20 I years was, since yeah, uh, Ghostbusters
1: think... 2? It's been around that time.
2: Wow. So, if you have any suggestions for what booze will mix good with Ecto Cooler,
0: send those to uh, our Facebook or Twitter, and that would be facebook.com slash Tuning Japanese, or you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Tuning Japanese. And we will definitely take those under consideration. And Let us know what to mix with Ecto Cooler. And Bill will drink it. Trust me, he will. At the, ver- <laughs> at
1: the very least, it will be Bill. He'll probably headlock me and make me uh, drink it as well.
0: Kind of what Bill does.
1: I tried to live straight edge, but you know what? Being friends with this man for 17
0: years, that just didn't happen. No, not so no. much. Booze is good. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, well, folks, should we uh, should we get into Excel Saga Episode 2, The Woman from Mars? Ooh. We should. All All right. right. All right. Take her away,
2: Bill. We open up this episode like we, similar to how we open up most episodes, a voiceover of Koshi Richto, allowing Excel Saga to be made into a sci-fi story in a Star Wars-style crawl of yellow letters across a black background. Uh He also speaks of two warring powers, but doesn't really know or care about that. (sighs) Me neither. (laughs)
0: Yeah, me neither. I I agree. Fuck you! Star Wars is awesome. Eh, it's a movie.
2: After the initial commercial break, the scene opens on Excel, breaking the fourth wall and apologizing for the last episode being geared primarily to readers of the comic. She illustrates this point by displaying an overflowing boxes of mail from all over the world. (laughs) She then promises to explain the entire story thus far. I remain skeptical this will actually happen, but okay, let's see what you got. Uh She tells us that the title is Excel Saga, leaving out the quack experimental anime part that's written above, and tells us this is either the excellent story of a hero or an extremely conspicuous fabrication.
1: Uh, I vote fabrication. What do you think? Uh, yeah,
2: I'm, I'm with you on that. All right. Then she moves on to explaining the setting, explaining to my dumbass from the last episode that this is indeed the city of F in ha! the prefecture of F. Ha! I don't know what a prefecture is. I'm going to go with State.
1: Uh, uh Anime expert, Josh? Dude, I'm an anime expert, not an expert on Japan. Fuck it, I think it is a state. We'll just go with it. Alright,
0: the state of F. Who names their state F? Uh, Lazy motherfuckers. <laughs> what does the F stand for, do you think? Is it fuckers? Fuck! Alright, <laughs> we'll go with it.
2: I'm guessing maybe it's just the sixth one they named.
0: Yeah, maybe. I,
1: I, you should see the names of the cities in One Punch Man. hey yo
2: I prefer not to. <laughs> the secret ideological organization of a cross is working to conquer the city we move on to main characters lord il palazzo super commander of the super secret organization of a cross; minchi a dog
0: <laughs> I like that Menchie's the second main character. Like, like, she's <laughs> like, here is Il Palazzo. And then, Menchie.
2: <laughs> I also like that they clarify to us that Menchie is indeed a dog. Which I think they needed to do, honestly. Yeah, they absolutely did.
0: Yeah. Weren't we when
1: we first saw the previews for Oh, Excel? I, oh, I saw thought, I thought like, it was a squirrel or is, a cat. Yeah, I was like, sure. what's up with that cat? And then we saw the show and we we're like, oh.
2: What Makes
0: sense
2: now. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Next up is uh Pedro, Immigrant Worker.
0: <laughs>
2: Koshi Richto, not appearing anymore.
0: <laughs> Which, again, throwing him in so early into the list. Yes.
2: Nabushin, looks to be a regular. She doesn't know why.
0: <laughs>
2: a neighbor, she doesn't know. I don't remember their names either. Oh. Uh. Mysterious old guy in pencil sketches that will apparently appear in episode five. <laughs> Mysterious pencil sketch woman, a- apparently appearing in episode six. Mysterious Secretary in manga panels, appearing apparently in Episode 7. And then there's the sole member of a cross. So, Lord Ippolazzo isn't a member?
0: I guess when you're a leader, you're not a member?
2: I guess. Anyway, she announces that her name is Excel Excel, or Excel for short. She apparently has never been arrested and tells us she also has no convictions, which, duh, if she's never been arrested. D- yeah, Alias Sue Gonin?
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, what was said, cause dude, I, I want to know the reference there. There's gotta be a hidden reference there. I, yeah. Maybe I, they
2: just have names they use when they're in civilian clothes? Yeah, but they
0: don't, they don't ever mention well, that ever, so. Yeah, you know, yeah cause,
2: cause this is a bastion of logic and reason. Yeah.
0: True, but there's also, uh, like, this episode especially has so many references. Oh, god, To yes. like, to like different things from pop culture that I'm wondering, like, what is that from?
2: I'm not I, honestly sure I even spelled it right or said it right because again, he speaks at 500 miles an hour. Fans, if you know, yeah. if you
0: know exactly what Excel said and what the reference is, you can message us yeah. and let us know. Welcome
2: to tuning Japanese, a podcast where three guys in their thirties ask their listeners to explain anime to them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn, that's a much
2: better gimmick. I, uh, yeah. Why did we not
1: go with that? I don't know because we needed listeners first.
2: Oh, yeah. Good point. Uh, I just want to point out that at this point in writing the review, I'm about 25 minutes into writing it. I've barely scratched five minutes of the anime.
0: <laughs> and that sounds kind of like the opening that you guys
2: just watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She uh, then yells, Abacus skin level four. I believe it's Abacus
0: skill level.
1: And I think she said, poor. Which, granted... Poor abacus skill level is still better than no abacus skill level, which...
2: So basically, we have no idea what she said or why she said it.
0: Why, yeah, why is she... In what universe is that an important skill? Like, you know, like, like I just gotta practice my abacus. Yeah,
1: well, in the world of the Cell Saga, there's a lot of random shit that's really important for some reason. Like
2: 3rd century BC. That's when it's important. Okay.
1: Yeah. Fair exactly. enough. Exactly. You know, maybe she, her abacus skills are going to be utilized once uh, a cross takes over the city and the country and then the world and they, you know, destroy the infrastructure and we're we're forced to use it Anyway,
2: <laughs> I, it just does not need to be longer than it has to be. Yes, it does. <laughs> we come back to talking about the guy in the tiara. Trials and tribulations of them working towards conquering the city together, blah, blah, blah. The text around him says... Ha ha ha, so that's how it is. Again, I have no idea what that means. Background wipes away to show Excel floating in space for some reason, and being passed by a huge ship that is obviously supposed to be a Star Destroyer, like the opening shots of Star Wars. Yeah! uh, Yeah, that's right, I love it, I love it! We then cut to the interior of the ship to see Moogle, teddy bear, diaper-wearing... Dusting, whacking, stick wielding, monkey puffy babies going all snow white <laughs> around a glass coffin.
0: I want to know what is up with those wands that they have. Like,
2: what? they look like the thing you beat dirt out of a rug with. Oh, Okay, mm-hmm. okay. that's why I assume they are. Yeah, but... no,
1: you're probably right. But those guys are actually the Poochu, who are all, except for a couple exceptions, voiced by Kira Vincent Davis.
0: Interesting. All right, so they're and all these in the same
2: voice. Freaky little Pokemon. Are... <laughs> Oh, ecstatic to see Earth, and they all yell Poo-choo. Poo-choo! <laughs>
0: Terribly cute.
2: They spend the time dancing around on the old poo orders, preparing them for war. Poo-choo! Poo-choo! poo Also present is a human with tricolored hair and a giant bow tie that we learn is Space Butler. Probably the
0: greatest character in any anime. And so- voiced
2: by Phil Ross. We then cut back to Excel, still outside the ship, but aware of what's playing out inside the ship for some reason.
0: Somehow still able to survive out in space without oxygen.
2: Least of my problems at this point. (laughs) Okay, got it. Uh, So she starts praying to the Great Will of the Macrocosm for help. And the Great Will is busy smoking cigarettes in a room that Pedro used to share with his co-workers... He wakes up confused. Apparently, the Great Will of the Macrocosm raped him. Because he starts screaming, no.
1: And actually turns into a really nice rendition of classic uh, piece of art, The Scream.
2: Yes, he turns into The Scream by Edvard Munch.
0: Thank you. Which is fantastic. Yes.
2: And the Great Will of the Macrocosm simply says, she's busy. (laughs) Call again later. (laughs) And we cut back to Excel's side of the conversation, which she has no phone. She's... Not two-way praying. Again, I have no idea what's (laughs) happening or why.
1: All of this will be explained.
2: No, it won't. (laughs) I can already guess that no, it will not. (laughs) Excel looks up and sees a white wall of energy engulfing her. And she screams, long live Emperor Phil. (laughs) I uh, I heard
0: long live Il Palazzo, but like, I don't know.
2: I thought I heard her say long live Emperor G. Il Palazzo makes the most sense, and I tried to hear that when I went back. Uh-huh. I don't hear it. Every <laughs> time, what I hear is Emperor... Maybe she said Emperor Il Palazzo, but she got cut off after the ill part. Maybe. I just realized that. That could be. Uh, I have it, no idea, though. It
1: could be another reference to another series, which... Let's face it, this anime does that in spades.
2: Well, I think that's the point of it is it's a parody yeah. anime. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah true. But it's... none of this actually even mattered because she wakes up all gray face looking like a skull gasping.
0: Is that an effect that we see in anime a lot at all? Because like I was looking at it and I'm like, I didn't know if that was like a, a reference to a particular like art
2: style, like a style of choice. Not a to me. Uh, I thought I, my own understanding, and again, I'm the uh, amateur here. Mm-hmm. My understanding was the shadowed eyes was a, a dead character or a mm-hmm. dying character. Yeah, no, I think you're right with that. So I don't know what the Skull Face was about. Yeah, other than I don't know. The obvious. is interesting. This whole thing has been a dream, and again, she speaks out about how awful it is when series do that.
1: Here's a really quick thing. If any of our listeners catch this, I'm going to be really surprised. Do you think that that was an offhanded comment about that big storyline in the eighties late night, uh, soap opera series dynasty where one of the main characters dies and they go through this whole story arc of him dying and everything else. And then the next episode. Oh, yeah. No, it's just a dream the whole time.
2: No, I doubt it. <laughs> Nobody's ever heard of that show. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't, I don't know what that is. Anyway, she now finds that Excel's brain was out to lunch. Her hands were busy fulfilling the needs of her body. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds dirty. Ooh. Ow. What she really Ow. means Ow. is she's put on an apron. Okay, can I just say that this is the cutest <laughs> apron
0: ever? It's like this cute little plaid thing and there's a little duck at the top of it. It's just like this cute, adorable little yellow duck. I want that apron.
1: It's not the sexy apron that some of you hentai fans are thinking of. She's fully clothed underneath. Yes, she so, is.
2: so don't even go there. It could be a hentai apron if Andrew's walking around no no clothes on in the apron.
0: You want to see it? Oh, it would be. You could see everything, probably. <laughs> Just a donger Ooh. flapping in the wind
1: <laughs> <laughs> I threw up a little in my mouth too. everybody I... could see your dumper <laughs> <laughs> yes
2: your dumper oh god while this sounds dirty what it actually means is that she has an, on an apron and Minchie is lying on a cutting board looking sick and crying
0: oh it's so sad dude <laughs>
2: Andrew loves this apron.
0: I do love this apron, but uh, I'm really not sad. N-
1: not nearly as much as he likes the dog. And here's the thing. Andrew has a s- soft spot for small furry dogs.
0: I do. Mine's, my, my dog is soft and small and furry. He either
2: has a soft spot or he's emergency meat.
0: Was that the reason why you liked my corgi so much? No, because your corgi-, I- your corgi reminded me of Ayn. We'll get into that
1: once we actually do touch on Bebop. But right now, Bill.
2: Anyway, Minchie is laying on the cutting board, looking <laughs> sick and crying. So sad. Uh, Apparently she sleep cooks, and when she does it, she uses too much black pepper. She looks at it, hucks it behind her back, and screams, Spicy!
0: (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, wait. Andrew doesn't eat better. Andrew? Spicy! (laughs) It's so great. It's like one of the best lines of this episode. It's so random.
2: Again, I feel like that means something. I have no idea what. (laughs) She cuddles up Minchie, apologizes sweetly, and states he's only for, or she, excuse me, is only for emergency dinner.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Aww.
2: This leads to a bunch of yelling and barking and smashing that cracks the plaster in the unemployed neighbor's apartment. They bitch and jab at each other for a while about this. Tell us their names again. I Uh, don't remember them. All right. So we have,
1: who's bitching and complaining about the neighbors, we have Toru Watanabe. He's voiced by Jay Hickman, followed by the more brash, outspoken Norikuni Iwata, voiced by Mark Laskowski. And then finally, there's Sumiyoshi, who's voiced by himself.
0: Sumiyoshi's a strange character. Like, I know this, this anime breaks the fourth wall, so, like, are they just reading his text, or do they not realize anything that he's saying ever?
1: No, I actually did, for once, some research. Uh, when it came to, when they made started to make the series from the manga, Sumiyoshi was uh, employed uh, different types of text bubbles. Uh, okay. And a different font, as you will, in, in Japanese language language uh, to kind of simulate that he had a very logical, he was mm. a voice of reason, everything yeah, else. So because it stu- stuck out so much, uh, when they went to make it into the anime, I think Shinichi Watanabe went and said, dude, let's just keep the text bubbles.
0: Nice. And just don't even have, give him a voice.
1: Exactly. And I, I think, honestly, as as one of the uh, stylistic choices that this anime does and this anime does a lot of stylistic choices, but especially with their characters, I, I think that with Sumiyoshi is freaking
2: awesome. Because, it's an interesting choice. But then And then Nabuchin was there. <laughs> he leaves. <laughs> they argue some more. One of my favorite lines
0: from the episode, aside from Spicy, I'm like a hamster endlessly treading on the wheelie
2: thing of life. There's something about the wheelie thing of life, it just sounds so great. And you said something about the one guy having a nosebleed?
0: Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Awada yeah, gets a, a monstrous noogie. And, uh, like after like a minute of, of, of noogieing, he, uh, he emerges with a bloody nose, which if any anime fan out there knows that has a lot to do with like issues of like sexual arousal arousal or frustration. Cause all the
2: blood is draining away.
0: So I don't know if he was just literally like broke his nose a bit
2: or if there was some kind of gay vibe going on there. I assumed he got noogie until he had a hematoma.
1: Right. Yeah, th- that, that works. I mean, come on, Andrew. You had a younger brother. You roughhoused with him. Didn't he come away with a bloody nose?
0: Hopefully not from a rouse.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not even going there. <laughs> Game of Thrones cast. Suddenly, we realize the poochu craft is real as it descends on the city. Excel admonishes Minchie for acting like he understands human speech because it's rude to other animals.
1: <laughs> Great.
2: She steps out and realizes the weather looks rough. Uh, her mailbox at this point says milk. Is it a milk box? Do they have milkmen in Japan still, Josh? Uh, you know what? That is definitely something that I should look into in the future. You are a terrible expert. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
1: I, hey, you told me to be an anime expert, not a Japanese expert. How many times did I have to clarify this?
2: So, she walks outside and we decide, weather break. There's no- <laughs> Come and help me, weather break. <laughs> oh, jeez. And there's not going to be any rain. So, Japanese weather station's as good as American. (laughs) Yeah. Or about- That's a a tired joke. (laughs) Let me tell you about airplane food. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
2: She runs to across base. Randomly spazzing out again.
0: Is that that the scene where her legs like are really awesomely animated? She does the
2: she does the blur special effect like her legs are going too fast for the eye to see. Yeah, she's doing
1: that. She's actually spouting off across the secret plans. She even runs past an elderly man with his young young grandson, where he's like the young boy is like, Grandpa, this lady's weird. He goes, Oh, she must be in love. And as Excel runs by, the child screams something that no young child should ever do as he jumps into his grandfather's arms, which was, "Grab me, Grandpa! <laughs> oh, God.
2: Always going to dirty places. Always. Uh, oh, this
1: anime goes to dirty places all the time. Have you seen episode 25?
2: No. <laughs> Not yet. Okay, so at this point, we're about a third of the way through this episode. I've been at this writing now for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Take a drink, buddy. Roo, I'm out. Uh, i
2: Nabashin senses space butler.
0: Because <laughs> that makes sense.
2: Apparently he was his old master.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Senpai. Uh, then some guys chase Nabashin. I do want to point out that, is this where the rain effect was? This yes. was.
0: It was a really cool rain effect. I thought it was really neat. Like Again, we talked about last episode. There were really some interesting, really cool moments of animation and stylistic choices that as you have mentioned, Bill, are kind of wasted on anime like this. Uh, But there's a really cool scene in that where Nabashin is standing there in the rain. The rain is flowing down his face and you get only from like his nose down and it looks like he's crying, but it's really just the rain uh, running down his face. And that's a really awesome visual effect.
2: Yeah, it absolutely is. And like Mm -hmm. I said, I I, there's beautiful, beautiful technical animation in Mm the show.
0: I mean, and, and, and
1: Nabashin has this great speech. And once again, Nabashin, we've not even pointed out, Nabashin is voiced by well-known voice actor Brett Weaver. You'll see him in a lot of different other shows. I can't list them off right now because I didn't go into that deep detail because, hey, we only have an hour.
2: I don't know who he is. Back on the Poochu ship, they've apparently finished their war dance. <laughs> the elder Poochu riles them up with a bunch of rhetoric about yep. laughing while dying.
1: Yes, are we brave enough to die while laughing? Puchu! Puchu!
2: He gives them all uh, 100-point patches, which I think is where Larry Wilmore from The Nightly Show got the keeping at 100. Oh, maybe. All I know is I want a 100-point patch. Damn
0: Skippy.
2: Back at the flooded underground across base, Excel floats in a life preserver and speaks (laughs) over her own screaming. (laughs) I don't know, again, what's happening here. We hear dialogue, and we hear her screaming things at Lord Lord Palazzo.
1: Yeah. Did you notice that while she was uh screaming at Lord El Palazzo while um, talking over herself, you notice Nabashin was uh swimming up a sewer grate?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's in the background. Oh, he's yeah. For some reason, swimming but up That a guy
1: grate. is everywhere. I mean, you know, it seems like, you know, Nabashin is an idealized representation of the director, and he just wants to put himself everywhere. Oh, fuck, that's right.
2: My theory is she just there's not enough time in this anime for her to speak all the nonsense she needs to. So she just needs to speak two lines of nonsense at once. <laughs> well, um, that works. She's got a uh, puppet and a soy sauce pump.
0: <laughs> I've never heard of a soy sauce pump before.
2: Stop I'm gonna, looking at me. I I'm not going to bother know. asking you at this point. Yeah. They are promoted over Excel by Lorda Palazzo and mm-hmm. she's promoted, promoted to toilet cleaner, uh. which I think is a bit of foreshadowing maybe uh <laughs> yes she protests he threatens the rope we move on she's shown a guitar player from a local band she thinks he's a worthless idiot he's not part of a cross now the throne raises incrementally and excel eventually drowns in the rising water
1: oh so, let's take a backseat here because we uh you know bill mentioned it very briefly and it is kind of a, a very brief Footnote, but the guitarist that El Palazzo was mm-hmm. getting Excel's opinion on. Why? I
0: I thought it was a callback to episode one. I mean, we see in episode one he's obsessed with playing the guitar. You know, here now he finds some guy who is a local musician. Maybe you could teach him how to play guitar.
1: Yes, best known as Choppered Nagano too. I don't know what any of that means. I
0: don't know, Choppered or Chopper. Chopper.
1: I, I heard. heard, I heard I, I'm well, pretty I sure was, it's probably
0: Chopper. Like I heard Chopper
2: makes the most sense.
1: Yeah. I think what's going on is that Lord Il Palazzo wants to form a band. I think
2: what's going on is the episode wasn't long enough. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she wants to go to her part-time job. And he keeps her waiting while he talks on his phone to some mysterious other people about the the Poochu invasion.
0: Yeah, mysterious, right? Like, I'm wondering who's on the other line. What are you looking at me for? I don't know. You know things.
1: Yeah, well, I know things, but I don't want to spoil things either. Spoilers.
2: I don't know things. Excel drowns, finally.
0: Is that is that death number one in this episode?
1: There's no uh, Great Will that Macrocosm at this um, point, so it's not a death.
0: Okay, well, that's fair
2: enough. She gurgles her last breath under the water. <laughs> She's not dead, Bill. And then we go on to a Daily Burn commercial. No, 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 that's, that, okay, no okay, that's, okay.
0: You really need to get rid of the commercials in Hulu. It, it, it makes it wa- makes watching the anime so much
2: better. Well,
1: it's a lot better than the other commercial that popped up the last time we watched Excel Saga together.
2: Yeah, it was a, that one was a little X-rated, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's not an X-rated commercial. It's just X-rated products. It's true. Yeah,
1: yeah, not not something you would want someone six-year-old child to be in the room to see. Right. Oh my god, Hulu! What the fuck, people? <sighs>
0: It
2: is a show that is rated
1: mature. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but
0: still.
2: Anyway, we uh, open on Minchie. He's decided to mount an escape.
0: Favorite yes. part of the episode. Yes.
2: And with no problem whatsoever, he manages to unlock the chain on the door and do a little <laughs> all right pose. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the, the flip and everything. Yeah, like the flip
2: in. and the more text on the screen. And yeah, it's
0: pretty awesome. A
2: little ninja pose. But he doesn't have thumbs, so he can't work oh. the knob.
1: Yeah. And there's just the cries. And the- You got to give it up to Miss Hillary Haig, the voice actress of Menchie. She really emotes well with having no lines and all be bestial grunts and oh, it's great in a cute, obnoxiously cute, maybe cuter than a poochu way,
0: much cuter than a poochu.
2: Josh is going to get the the research he did do in
1: yes. (laughs) Hey, hey, I take my job you know as a research person halfway serious. I look at
0: Wikipedia once uh, <laughs> <laughs> my inner teacher is just dying right now all
2: right so he attacks the door with various attacks a drop kick a mallet he's got some uh shoulder, TNT, tackle. A shoulder tackle yes and then the the main neighbor guy
0: watanabe okay mm-hmm.
2: if you say so <laughs> comes over and opens the door he's pissed off about the noise Mimiji comes out, bows to him,
0: and a- we get the cutest eyes I've ever seen in any anime. Not to mention the ode to joy yet and, again.
2: And little naked angels come from heaven to <laughs> oh, yeah, little... float around Mimiji's head. Baby, <laughs> baby
1: angel penises, <laughs> only in Japan, folks. <gasps> little cherubs, they're little cherubs. Yeah, but no, anytime there's a baby, the ja- a male baby in Japan, they have to make the penis.
0: They true. That's true. Yeah.
1: That's... Look at look at old episodes of Dragon Ball for guys. I was Bench. gonna say, Goku yeah, Goku is naked. You know, 50% of the time, I and mean, we see his, his little dangly dang.
2: Minchie mm-hmm. leaps off the balcony into the water.
1: Damn it, it's just a Dragon
0: Balls. <laughs>
2: Back to Excel. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> she rides a bike through the waist-high water, delivering newspapers, singing about her secret name. I've got
0: and- a secret, it's my name. I won't tell you, oh, it's a shame. And I don't remember the rest. So
2: there's the whole alias thing. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. She said she's been on this job for three days. Car signs and some other shit float by. What I thought was a churro, but apparently isn't. Like, I've had slices of that thing. Like, the, like, the, the white star-shaped extruded red swirl thing. <laughs> you get them in ramen bowls. I have no idea what it is. I've had them in udon bowls. Do they, do they taste good? Kind of a little fishy. Mm. Which, if you like fish, yeah, I like them. But okay. She called it a carbohydrate.
1: <laughs> yes, random carbohydrates floating down the street.
2: Yeah, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. She comes to the great realization that this flooding will be good because it'll sweep away the city. At this point, I really have to ask what their motivations are. Are they conquerors or are they terrorists? Uh, oh, Because you wouldn't want to sweep away a city you conquer.
1: No. Well, I think in their minds, they are the conquerors. In the minds of law enforcement, the government, and, you know, I guess Donald Trump, they're terrorists. That are
2: foreign. They're not Hispanic. Donald <laughs> Trump doesn't care.
0: Doesn't matter. Well, I
2: mean, you do get a scene where
0: uh, she imagines what life would be like without anything on the planet. And she does seem to be kind of unhappy about it, though. Like, yeah, there's just kind of a just, scene where they're sitting there and they get, like, the little wind gust and it says, you know, nothing here or whatever. And it's so. just
1: her and Lord Il Palazzo. And you think she'd be happy with having Lord Il Palazzo all to herself.
0: But not so much. Yeah.
2: More Ode to Joy as Minchie <laughs> happens to swim right by Excel. An
0: adorable rainbow shot, and we get this cute little thing like she he's, she's swimming, and then it cuts away, and we realize she's swimming right next to Excel, which yep. is, I think, brilliant.
1: And singing the Ode to Joy as well.
2: She is. She's singing the song. Apparently, she was now ready to eat Minchie. <laughs> Not terribly happy that Minchie no longer has any fight left, and while doing all this, her bike is stolen. <laughs> As we see it float away behind her amidst, amidst the other rubble.
1: Yeah, didn't she even say something along and the lines of it's a national emergency about Some, her bike?
2: Something like that.
1: Yeah.
2: A Puchu on a raft with a megaphone and a blankie floats up.
1: It's so cute! It is! So cute! It
2: is, but Excel gives no shits. <laughs> Holy f- it kills it with a karate chop, which makes it ugly.
1: Now, here's the thing. When a Puchu is struck, it uh, resembles a fake. I actually did some more research.
2: Uh-huh. More than
1: just Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Uh They are actually made to resemble 80s anime character Goal, Goal 13
0: And is there a reason why? Or is it just a random reference? I
1: think it's a random reference. Uh, we do see a few other 80s anime references scattered throughout the series. We will series. see that next uh, episode. Uh, don't cool. get me started
0: on that one.
2: Which is one of my, probably my favorite Ooh. 80s reference. Anyway, to finish sure my sentence, she then steals its microphone. <laughs> Lego ego. is this part of the show? <laughs> makes about as much sense as anything else does. <laughs> Back in Excel's apartment, she's decided the Poochoo megaphone is a weapon sent to her by a cross and promptly crams her hand into the rear end of it. <laughs> <laughs> she wow. immediately tries to use it, only to get a fart of pink poofs. <laughs> I immediately thought farts as well. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, pretty
2: much. And we get the, uh, Marvin the Martian reference of Josh. What?
1: Where is the kaboom?
2: <laughs> the rest of the
1: statement is, there was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. Which they don't
2: give us that part.
0: Ah, uh, should have. Should have.
2: Then the super weapon, not, not a microphone, starts to talk to her in a goofy voice.
0: Sounds a lot like, uh, the cushy ricto voice.
1: Yeah, it kind of does. Are we trying to say that Koshi Ricto's mind has been implanted into a weapon that now has uh, Excel's hand shoved up its butt? Are we saying that Koshi Ricto is nothing more than a puppet to Excel's insane mind? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay.
2: I'm sorry, folks. I'm trying to get through this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not enough booze, is there?
2: No, I'm out of booze. Damn it. <laughs> it says some in- barely intelligible stuff. Has a name. Couldn't catch it. Doesn't seem to matter. It doesn't. Excel fires the weapon up skyward through the Poochu ship, and it begins to list and fall. Now is Space Butler's chance. <laughs> Damn right! Pootus declare the invasion on hold and leap into a scout ship that was floating through the water. Excel boots one in his goddamn head and makes him <laughs> ugly too. Then leaps into the ship to the crew's confusion. Confusing is sort of, is short though, as she just starts to murder them. Yep. She murders them till the ship turns on. <laughs>
0: Well, you know what? What fuels a ship? Murder blood and murder. I mean, that's, that's, that's all it does. Ugly little this faces. Ship is,
1: I, this ship is ran on murder.
0: They, they, need, they need lots of like really heavy like eyebrows. That's what they need to run the ship.
2: So next D&D game, if I have to operate any sort of vehicle, I'm just going to use my base attack bonus.
1: There you go. <laughs> yes. I, I'm okay with I'm, this. I'm down. I'm down.
2: Uh, Excel again calls for the reset of time and space. But the great slut of the macrocosm has apparently sucked all the color from innocent Mr. P.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh,
1: oh, oh, God.
2: <laughs> in- indeed, Pedro has
0: been fucked to death.
2: <laughs> no! oh, Still able to scream no. <laughs> Excel decides that this ship is also from across and looks for the help menu. Being a Martian, she can't read it. I'm not sure she could read it if it was in Japanese.
0: <laughs> Probably not.
2: So instead, she just buries the fucking shuttle into the side of the, of the mothership. (laughs) Good autopilot. Uh, the Poo are still freaking out as Space Butler pushes the glass coffin slowly to get his princess to Earth.
0: While, while narrating it, by the way, not a a good choice. No. Right. Never a good play.
2: We can tell it's not a good choice because, as he says it out loud, they all decide that this is a betrayal. And they all threaten him in mass with their megaphone butt fart guns. He tries not to look at their cuteness until a blindfolded knob machine shows up to fight them. He can't see the evil diaper-wearing mother as they sneak up and remove his blindfold. Time for some Poochu punching! <laughs> He's a mushroom cloud dropping mofo. Mofo? <laughs> Poochu cuddles all around.
1: Ah <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> They're so cute.
2: Excel continues to gun down the ship from inside, having apparently changed her mind that this isn't anything to do with the cross. And so the best course of conquest is just a wreck shit.
1: That sounds like your your usual combat plans when it comes to a D&D game.
2: Fair enough.
0: What he's saying is you're basically Excel. That
2: hurts. <laughs> so. Cuddle time is over, back with Nobashi and Space Butler, as the falling debris have turned more of the creature's cute powers off, I guess. Is Maybe, that what's happening?
1: Hey, oh, close enough, I would say. That works.
2: They run, Space Butler holds off the Puchus as Nabashin saves the princess. Space Butler's life flies before his eyes, and we see that he knew Lord Ippolazzo and Cess, and they knew each other, I guess? Yes. There's really no other con- continuity. Yeah. yeah, that's true. The anime doesn't have much in the way of continuity.
1: Yeah. I'm just still kind of hung up on the image of Nabashin and Space Butler on the sunset looking at the river, pissing into it.
0: It's pretty majestic.
1: It is.
2: Space Butler is overwhelmed by the Poochus and decides the best course of action now is to suicide himself by destroying the ship with an activator he has in hand. Apparently he's buttled explosives all over the mothership. I like like when you use that as a verb. (laughs) Great. He's a butler, one who buttles. Fair enough. The coffin and Excel and Nabachine all fall from the sky
0: miraculous. It's kind of a Team Rocket moment.
2: Yeah, it really is. Like, yeah. they're all just In reverse.
0: Of, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, really,
1: because instead of blasting off, man, they're plummeting.
0: Yeah. I think it's what you see after
1: Team Rocket blasted off. Yeah, you know, it's like, the after effect. It's the after
0: effect. And that, that's, that's where they, they, they kind of, like, become a shimmer in the sky.
1: Right. That's when they're actually falling?
2: Yes. Mm, okay. Back at the across base... The coffin floats by and bumps into a rock, and that opens it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, a spaceship that is like completely got blown up doesn't open it, but bumping gently into a rock does.
2: Apparently.
1: It hit the on button.
0: Must have.
2: Yeah. Lord Ippalazzo decides the princess inside is additional personnel from HQ. He also does not realize that Excel is apparently the only member. <laughs> so who does he think is sending stuff people things who does she think is sending people and things good good point
0: actually that
1: does kind of technically get answered sorta
2: also this is kind of across hq so anybody sent being sent would be sent from this place (laughs) also does he just think excel in her human resources role is out hiring strippers
1: maybe damn it andrew why didn't you hire a stripper
2: We didn't... Well, we did need a healer that one time. (laughs) Excel is then cut to again, and shown in the clutches of, like, some kind of South American guerrilla army, I guess? (gasps)
0: Sneak peek for
2: episode three. (gasps) And thankfully, the episode is over, and after all these viewings, I never, ever have to watch it again.
0: Well, that episode. Yeah.
2: This episode I and, never have to watch again. And
0: you get a couple of breaks in between before you have to write another one. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so that was episode two. That was uh, The Woman from Mars. So, uh Bill, I'm assuming that your take on it was not so positive?
2: No. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, it was a sci-fi parody. So I suppose on that level, it worked mm-hmm. kind of. I mean, it wasn't a sci-fi story. It was... Right. Random shenanigans, but hey, there's aliens in a spaceship and... Mm-hmm. ...a princess from Mars. The word space. Space was in there.
1: Yeah, Space Butler. Space Butler. Of course. That, that tied it all together, right? It
0: thing. did. Yeah. Josh, what do you think of the episode?
1: I thought the episode was a meandering wreck, actually. Really? Yeah. I mean, you know... Yeah, okay, we've got the sci-fi element, but the sci-fi element comes in the last quarter the last third of the episode, you know, the rest of it is just Excel, kind of just being Excel, not really doing anything else, but being Excel in the most Excel of ways, because she's the biggest idiot that has ever idioted in the world of idioting.
2: Did, did she Excel at her role? You know, honestly, no. I, I think you're wrong, actually. I think the biggest idiot that's ever idioted, has got to be Lord of Palazzo. He seems even dumber than Excel. I suppose that's probably the joke. Maybe. But still. There's some satire there.
1: That's all it had was funny moments. It really did just kind of meander from random, not even real plot points. Just random, okay, we got a little bit of a scene of The Three Neighbors. We had some Menchie establishment. But it was supposed to be a parody of sci-fi. That was not a good parody of sci-fi. Just that last bit. What'd you think? Angel? I'm
0: going to disagree with you both. I think it was a great episode. I think it established some really interesting points. I think that uh, everything with Menchie in this episode was absolutely oh, golden course. and
2: adorable. I will go with you there. Uh, the Menchie parts were definitely the cutest, funniest, most relatable parts of the entire episode. Mm-hmm. My wife even actually stopped for a moment to watch the cute dog. Right.
1: I think, I think honestly, uh, at least for Bill, Menchie trying to escape the apartment was him trying to escape watching this episode.
0: There's there's a metaphor there. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, there it's is. a metaphor. There is. And I mean, and on top of that, there's you know we do get the introduction of Hyatt as a character. We'll see more of her in the next episode. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get the Puchu, which become important characters um, to some extent, right? Like, they, they are going to be a little bit recurring, not as much, but mm-hmm. we'll see more Puchu as we go through the the anime. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought it was pretty good. Was it as, as funny as the first episode? No. Did it still do a good job uh, with what it's supposed to do? Yeah, I think so.
1: I, I, I liked it. I mean, when we first watched this episode uh, years ago, Andrew, I mean, mm-hmm. and we were significantly younger then. This was 1999. Actually, no, this was 2000. But still, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. I still enjoy the series for what it is, for just complete batshit craziness. This episode, I just didn't really feel it in the end. It, okay. It, it just, the, the biggest problem was it was oh, here's an idea, oh, here's an idea, here's an idea, here's an idea. What was I doing again? Oh, yeah, aliens. <laughs>
0: I think maybe in the grand scheme, this won't stand out as one of the better episodes of Excel in a lot of people's minds and people watching along with us. Uh, but I think it still has some bright spots. I really do. I really think there were some some really good spots in this in this episode that really kind of set it up for some future things to come.
1: And I will give you that there are great moments. The Menchi mo I will agree with with both of you. The Menschie moment is hilarious. It's fun. It's a it's adorable. It's just, I really love the music in that scene. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. It's
1: very sad. You get a little, you get a little, you, a little, you, a, little, you a little, bit. Yeah, you do. It's, it's you do. Little, it's a little touching.
2: I think Nabashin gets a lot of good lines. He does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I laugh at some of the things he says. Mm-hmm. I laugh at the whole concept of Space Butler.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking
2: weird. It's great. I'll give those 10 out of 10. But Excel... God. Not so much for you. The character, the anime, just...
0: The it, character. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm, I'm I'm picking up here. You
1: know, maybe... And I think Andrew's really hoping to get you to really love it. And I know by episode five, he's thinking maybe you'll be hooked, and that way you, he won't have to duct tape you to the chair. If he does that again, I'll come over and, and get you out again. Nah. Bathroom breaks, at least.
2: Spoiler alert, I've actually watched ahead to get prepared. No. <sighs> Doesn't happen.
0: Uh, now to be fair, when we get about halfway through the series, that's where I get a little less enamored with the anime. There's a specific character, but we'll get to that particular character when we get partway through, because it's pretty obnoxious.
1: With the exception of the very last episode, probably, you know, the last three episodes of the main storyline actually does become episodic. They actually start pulling together all the disparate elements into an actual overarching plot and that's when i start thinking hey that's a lot of fun and then there are moments where you're still like what the fuck happened there i know your reason for for disliking the latter stuff and as i said we will get into why you don't like that development
0: we'll talk about the the change in the voice actress but i don't know if anything will ever make the character of Ropen matsu worthwhile but we'll get there we'll get we'll get to there eventually that, I think, does it then, right? I've really got nothing else. I'm done. <laughs> I, I figured you were. Yeah,
1: Bill, Bill, I think you, you deserve a nap. Why, why don't you go upstairs? A drink. Kind of, yeah, drink a lot. You refill, know,
0: okay? refill your drink. I think we should, uh, we should make some Excel Saga, like, no. mixed drinks. Like, come up with those for a future episode and uh, and talk about those.
2: Dude, The Excel that has a turd floating in it.
0: Oh, I was thinking of like I was thinking... something that's got like caffeine in it, like a Four loco or something. Oh, a Four
2: Loko with a turd floating in it. <laughs> that's the Excel.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I don't think he likes the idea, Andrew. I don't think he does.
2: No, I think that's a great idea. I think that sums up the character quite well.
1: Oh. So what about the Lord Il Palazzo? Let's play this game out.
2: <laughs> I can tell you the Hyatt would probably be Antifreeze. Oh,
0: <laughs> 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 just straight antifreeze uh, uh, just like a shot of it
2: yeah yeah <laughs> that'll make you make you vomit green and fall down so yeah no okay fair enough right, it, okay right. wh- one part antifreeze one part absent that's okay, the, there, yeah. the Hyatt there's the Hyatt alright okay. what about the Nabashin? I think Navishing, like would just drink a beer I feel like he would too he's kind of chill like that
1: actually I, I see him more of a, as a scotch kind of guy
2: no because he's too active yeah mm. he's running around and shit
1: Maybe, okay, fine. A, a shot of Jack and a beer.
2: A Boilermaker? Yeah, okay, yeah, fair there we enough. Go.
1: Yeah.
2: It's already a drink, but okay. <laughs> we'll just change it to machine. Poochu. It's cute going down and get real, real ugly later. Um, <laughs> like a daiquiri, I suppose.
1: you are going to go there. Okay, okay. So, uh, the three neighbors.
2: Let's see, uh, Stroh's beer, uh, Schlitz, and ham,
0: <laughs> like the no meat no not beer. Ham's, beer. ham's beer. Oh, it's like one. the meat. Three
2: beers that don't matter, don't exist. Hardly anybody knows what the name of them. All
1: right, wow, that's that's some good stuff there. <laughs>
2: uh, the emblots. I don't know what it is. Too.
1: Oh wait, there's one <laughs> we forgot. Pedro,
2: tequila, and STDs. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say uh, tequila and despair. Tequila and bitters for his bitter existence.
0: (laughs) Ah, nice. Well done. I love that. Oh, alright. We'll leave it there. You can send us your Excel mixed drink ideas or any other anime mixed drink ideas. If you want to name a, come up with a recipe for a mixed drink based on an anime character or an anime series, let us know. All the information on where you can find us will be at the end blurb. We'll be back next week with episode three of Excel Saga the sacrificial lamb of the venomous Great Escape from Hell. The fuck? I am Space Butler Andrew. Pachoo! Terrifyingly cute.
2: Josh. And I'm a mushroom cloud dropping mofo. Mofos. That's Bill.
0: Where's the kaboom?
2: (laughs) Help me.
1: (laughs) There was supposed to be an earth shattering kaboom.
2: I'm not kidding. Get me out of this. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese.
0: For more information on our show, visit TuningJapanese.com, where you can find links to our past eight seasons of the show, bonus episodes, and articles. You can also contact us on social media. Visit Facebook.com slash Tuning Japanese for updates. Tweet at us at Japanese. And email us your feedback and comments at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please consider supporting our show by leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to today's episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, or any other number of podcatchers. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese and support the show monetarily. There you can find bonus episodes and our special audio series for tuning in, where we provide first impressions on a number of popular anime series. Special thanks to our Patreon supporters, Ryan Nash and Matthew Van Diver.